0: You've got to tune to KEXP. We're listener-powered radio at 90.3 FM and today streaming live video at kexp.org. Our good friend Shearwater are here with us today. Welcome.
1: Great to be here.
0: It's always wonderful to have you. Your first session in our new home here at Seattle it's Center.
1: Beautiful. beautiful. Yes. The ceiling is so high. It's so far away.
0: <laughs> well, you're, you fill the sound out beautifully and uh, you're going to play a new song?
1: Yeah, this song is called Pale Kings. It's from our new record. Go for it, Josh.
0: Absolutely fabulous. That was Shearwater live here on KEXP. We're streaming live video today at kexp.org if you'd like to watch along. The brand new album Jet Plane and Oxbow out on Sub Pop Records. And Jonathan, you are pretty much universally beloved by KEXP listeners. (laughs) And I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten in the last couple of weeks. Listeners who are big fans of the band, many of them have seen you on this tour so far all over the world or now, you haven't gone around the world yet, but... Well, we
1: have, actually. We went to Europe. We, oh. We've, we've, we've been out since about the middle of January. We've been everywhere.
0: But so many people have told me, tell Jonathan I said hello. <laughs> so uh, you can take this as a, a, a grand hello from Aww. your KEXP fans.
1: Hello back. It, it's just, we just drove about 16 hours yesterday across Montana, which really feels like space travel. So it, it feels like we've... Um, you know, We've arrived sort of at the end of the tour, but it, it doesn't feel too much like a crash landing. But uh, one of our lights got uh, busted in transit, so we've, some of our parts are coming off, but we're going to make it. <laughs>
0: I hope so that sounds a little grueling. I know driving <laughs> on tour can be, but somehow I imagine you enjoying driving across Montana.
1: Yeah, it was, actually it was, it's kind of like flying. You, know, you can go about 85 miles an hour, there's no traffic. And yesterday we had good weather and a lot of, a lot of ravens everywhere. It was great.
0: Always exciting to have a new album from Shearwater, this newest one called Jet Plane and Oxbow. It's their third for Seattle label Sub Pop. You going to play another one from the new record?
1: Yeah, this song's called Wildlife in America, and uh, it's it's kind of about the state of Texas.
2: got your mother's eyes, you've got your father's heart, look what it did to him, did to him, did to him, did to him.
0: That's Wildlife in America, another great song from the new Shearwater album, Jet Plane and Oxbow. You're listening to KEXP. We're streaming live video today at kexp.org. You all sound amazing. Jonathan, can you introduce your band? I see some new faces here today.
1: can indeed. Uh, To my immediate left is Emily Lee on the keyboards and backing vocals. Uh, Emily uh, actually tweeted at the band uh, to ask if she could be in it some years ago. And uh, I tracked her down and took her up on it. Uh, Lucas Oswald is a veteran of many previous Shearwater tours over there on the guitar. Uh, Josh Halpern on the drums from the great band Marmalakes uh, in Austin. And then Sadie Powers, uh, all the way from Richmond, Virginia, playing the fretless bass uh, over in the in the corner there.
0: Well, welcome to all of you. You sound wonderful here today. And you mentioned Texas there uh, before you played that song Wildlife in America. And I know you've been hanging your hat in New York for some years now, but you seem to return... To Texas to make your records. Yeah,
1: it's it's kind of the musical home base of the band. Uh, we rehearse there, we record there. Um, I, we're not. I wouldn't call us a New York band, uh, even though Emily and I came from there.
0: Do you, tell me a little bit about the making of the record and some of the players on there, because I recognize some of the names.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Danny Reich produced it. Um, Lucas played on it. Our old friend Howard Draper, who was in the band years ago on the in the Rook and Palo Santo days, played bass, um, as did. Uh, uh, guest bassists Abram Shook and uh, Steve Terabecki from White Denim. Uh, and then Jessica Hoop, who you know, uh, did some of the backing vocals. Uh, Jen Wozner from Wyoke did some backing vocals. Who am I missing, Lucas? Anybody? Uh, that's, that's, that's most of the. Of it. And then the rest of it, you know, was just me and Danny kind of, kind of being, slaving away at it for a long time. I don't think I've ever worked quite so hard on a, a record this one took a couple of years really because we did the whole fellow travelers record in the middle of it essentially we kind of stopped working on this did that toured and then came back to it so we had the chance to sadie brian. Yeah, brian. oh and brian reitzel brian. that's right <laughs>
0: <laughs> can't leave him out <laughs> yeah
1: no absolutely not <laughs> brian reitzel who uh, uh uh he's a film and tv composer mostly he does hannibal and he does uh sophia coppola's movies
0: and red cross for a short time and
1: red cross yeah he uh, he was a drummer for red cross he, he's an excellent dude and yeah, he's,
0: he, he's done the score for a lot of the movies I love.
1: Yeah, he's, he's really tremendous. He did Lost in Translation. He did The Virgin Suicides. Um, he also did 30 Days of Night with Tim Rutile from California. Stranger Than Fiction. Yep. Uh, Brian's amazing. He actually played with us on a couple of shows on this tour in L.A. and Chicago. So we got to have Brian and his whole bag of tricks over there in the corner doing, making terrifying sounds.
0: What led to you thinking this was the record that you worked hardest on? You started to talk about it kind of came between long tours
1: yeah, it was, well, it was funny because we, we kind of came back to it and had, had forgotten about it almost. So you got to, to look at it at, almost as if someone else had done it uh, and then pick up the pieces from there. And that, that process was actually really helpful. Normally I obsess over rough mixes and everything, and this time uh, I didn't do that. I kind of kept going away from it completely and then coming back to it, which I think helped.
0: I've heard this described as a protest record, and certainly it's got very powerful messages in it. What do you have to say
1: about that? Unfortunately, it gets more and more relevant all the time, uh, which I kind of wish almost wasn't the case, but I-, I wanted to make a record about kind of American pathologies, um, but with love, um, because it would be easy just to, it's easy just to be against something, but when you, you're also for it at the same time, it's much more complicated. Uh, and I wanted to make a record that, that, I think David Bowie described Scary Monsters as social protest music, and I wanted to make a record that sort of had that kind of, it was like an oblique protest record, one that has, has room for you in it, that isn't just me yelling at you. And th- this next song, though, which is from the record also, is, uh, is not a, uh, a political song. It's a, a song about uh, chasing away the, the voice that tells you that sometimes the very best thing you can do is kill yourself.
0: And it was my first favorite song on the record. You know how you go through cycles as you listen to a record and you have your first favorite? And uh, this, So why don't you play it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't mean to... I can, I can always sort of feel a pulse settle over the room when I say that. The thing is that I think a lot of people hear that voice. I think it's It's more common than you would think. And it's It's not personal. It's just like a robocall from the universe. And uh, it's. it's best to be... I'd like to shrink it down to size. And I think if we could all talk to each other about it a little bit more, that would be more likely to happen. So this is a song about dealing with that, and it's called Back Channels.
2: Oh, I know that sound, I know what it lies, I know it feels, I like call the guns of a battery train, right into your eyes.
0: to Shearwater Live on KEXP. We're streaming live video at kexp.org, a new album out on Sub Pop called Jet Plane and Oxbow. Jonathan, we talked a little bit about the themes in the songs. I'm curious how the composition of the music comes together because if I'm not mistaken, there was nary a glockenspiel on Animal Joy, but when I heard Jet Plane and Oxbow, I was like, hark, is that a hammered dulcimer I hear? <laughs> and You're sort of back to familiar territory there. A
1: little bit, yeah. I wanted to bring some of the I mean, the idea from the record kind of came from something I saw looking out the window of a plane, which was uh, I was looking down on one of the Oxbow Lakes off the Mississippi, uh, which is a sort of circular formation that that occurs when a river is going through a really low area and it starts looping to try to find the lowest point. And eventually some of those loops get cut off and they just form these perfectly circular lakes. They look artificial. Uh, so I was looking down at this very artificial-looking natural landform, and then as I was looking at it, another airplane passed us going the other direction and went right through the center of it. And just the juxtaposition of those two things, I thought, was, was interesting. Or it, it just triggered something in my brain, so I wrote down jet plane and oxbow in my notebook. And so we kind of tried to play off the, the organic instruments versus some of these uh, more artificial textures. But specifically, we wanted to go for artificial textures circa about 1980. Uh, Not out of nostalgia, um, because I don't think the 80s were funny or cute, but because uh, I think we're in kind of a similar time at the moment, and it was a way to to look at now through through then, through the sounds of then.
0: It's been 15 years now since The Dissolving Room came out. Oh, my God. (laughs) You seem to be uh, making a go of this music thing. (laughs)
1: Um, <laughs> Maybe it'll work out someday.
0: <laughs> but um, among Shearwater fans, it's well known that you have, are very passionate about some non-musical interests. I know you've done a lot of traveling um, since the last record came out, and you've got a, you're working on a book.
1: Yeah, I am. It, it's about South America, uh, and as part of that, I, I went to a lot of really bizarre places in the last year and met the world's largest spider and uh, jaguars and tapirs and pumas and snakes and all kinds of things. When I came back from that, uh, I wanted to just Cower in my apartment and not go anywhere or do anything because I wasn't quite prepared for how much all that was going to freak me out. So, one of the things that really brought me back to feeling like a normal person for some reason was um, listening to David Bowie's record Lodger over and over again. I think because that's such a confused and anxious record, it made me feel sort of not alone in my uh, out of sortsness. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to cover this record on the tour? So we started to learn it, and then after we'd started to learn it, uh, he died, which suddenly made it into a very different enterprise. But uh, we kept on going and did learn the whole thing, and we've played it a couple of times. Um, I don't know if we'll do that tonight or not, but usually we play a couple songs, at least from it, in every show. So we wanted to close out doing one of the songs from from Lodger.
0: Such a beautiful record and very underrated. That was the third record in the Berlin Trilogy, the music he collaborated on with Brian Eno. So a beautiful album to take on
1: and it has a lot of uh, strange games in it which you learn about as you're trying to learn to play it like one of the songs is the chords from all the young dudes backwards Uh, two of the songs have exactly the same chord progression Uh, there are some songs where you can tell they're playing almost mathematical games with what beat the vocal enters on Uh, it's a real devil of a song uh, an album to to learn but great fun we've had a lot of fun playing it
0: what are you gonna play for us today
1: the the silliest song from the record and and one that (coughs) maybe is Maybe the best known from this record, actually. Which uh, you guys will know as soon as we start playing it. Uh, Eight. Eight. Let's do eight.
2: Wow
0: live on KEXP. You're not having any fun with that one, are you?
1: Not a bit, no. <laughs>
0: Big smiles all around. That was so much fun. It's always so great to have you. Thank you for stopping it's by great to today. be
1: here, Cheryl. Thanks for having us.
0: And the new album, Jet Plane and Oxbow, Shearwater play tonight at the tonight Crocodile. Tonight at the
1: Crocodile with Cross Record and Kazi.
0: Ah, come on out. Always a great time. Thank you so much. You've got it tuned to KEXP Seattle.